0: Lila, good afternoon. So uh, do tell us this is supposed to be the nucleus of uh, this uh, particular shutdown movement. Uh, what are the marching women saying about today's event?
1: They are very excited about the event. You get the impression that a lot of the women i spoke to feel that for the first time they have a voice where they can say enough is enough. Um, I spoke to one lady who was raped 34 years ago and she said she'd never got justice. The man was never prosecuted, and her community rejected her. And it felt like she was raped three times over, and this is the first time that she feels that she can come and say, this happened to me, and this should not happen to anyone else. So a lot of the women I spoke to have harrowing stories to tell about the abuse they are suffering and suffered in the past, and they're just saying that government should step up. Government should get better legislation to make sure that these abusers and killers are prosecuted and goes to jail.
0: Well, Lila, I mean, it doesn't really matter whether it's two women, five women, or a hundred making the points that they are trying to put across. But what was the turnout like in Pretoria?
1: One thousand women at the march um, that's snaking through the city centre at the moment and will come near to the union buildings where they want to hand over their memorandum. And they said they expect President Cyril Ramaphosa to accept the memorandum. They've made arrangements with his office and if he's not going to accept the memorandum then they're just going to stay here. So um, we'll have to see how that pans out and whether the President will come to accept the memorandum.
0: Well, we'll certainly have to see. Lila, thanks so much. Uh, that's our reporter Lila Machnes out in Pretoria. And moving on now to Limpopo where uh, Katlejo Nyoni is covering the march in that province. Katlejo, good afternoon. So what's the situation like in Limpopo?
2: Good afternoon, Sakina. As I speak to you now, scores of the total shutdown, women that are marching to hand over a memorandum highlighting their grievances against gender-based violence in Polokwane has, at the moment, blocked one of the main streets, one of the main roads in Polokwane, Tabombeki Street. Earlier on, they did the same with Krobla Street. These are the main roads that uh, connect Polukwani. They are about a few meters away to the office of the Limpopo Premier, where they will hand over their memorandum against this gender-based violence.
0: And um, have you had opportunity to speak to some of the marchers there, Katleko, and what do they have to say?
2: Indeed, we have spoken to them, because their voices are the same. They are all lamenting against uh, all the cases that have been escalating in recent years and months in the country of violence perpetrated against children as well as women. They are chanting songs like they will continue being brave women, regardless of the cases of rape. They are chanting songs that. And then in uh, what have we done, most of them are saying that um, after they deliver their memorandum, they need action to be taken immediately. They will not give government time to react. They want immediate action to be taken.
0: Well, Katlejo, we'll leave you to it for now. And as we said, um, uh, these marches are uh, carrying on all over the country except for uh, the Northern Cape Province. And uh, that was our reporter, Catlejo Nyoni, uh, following that march in Limpopo. Meanwhile, the protest action is also taking place uh, across the border. And uh, joining us on the line now uh, is Blanche Horoses. And uh, she's a senior journalist at the Namibia broadcast. Incorporation. Blanche, first and foremost, I hope I didn't butcher your surname there.
3: I was was almost there. (laughs) Almost there.
0: Okay. Blanche, thanks so much for speaking to us this afternoon. So, um, first and foremost, uh, you know, uh, it was quite a pleasant surprise to see that uh, people and women across the borders of South Africa are also participating in this hashtag total shutdown. But can you Mm -hmm. tell us, uh, you know, a bit about uh, the situation in Namibia as it pertains to gender based? Violence?
3: Well, I would describe the situation as unbearable, seeing that now law enforcement agents are also involved. Like the past weekend alone, about four policemen were arrested for. Their involvement in gender-based violence cases. Just last week, while South Africa hosted the BRICS summit, uh, this side here in Namibia, a police officer from the Special Reserve Force also shot and killed his partner or rather an ex-partner, while she was at her, her workplace in cold blood. You, you know, the picture circulated, video circulated. Um, and then it, it was at that time that the organizers of this march had said that enough is enough. It is now getting to a point that those who are entrusted to enforce the laws protecting women children the vulnerable people within our communities are now becoming perpetrators so i would say it's getting unbearable
0: absolutely a blanche statistics in south africa show that the levels of violence against women um, are particularly high what was uh, is the situation like in namibia
3: In the case of Namibia, it is also high, but because of the variance in cases that are being reported by the victims themselves, I cannot give a definite as a statistic for the month of, for example, June alone because uh, last week the gender minister also said that, they, especially in rural areas, it is still a challenge that women should go out and go and report their partners. Yesterday, a colleague of mine reported uh, did a story with the minister where she also spoke out against married women who are being abused by their husbands to come forth and come tell the nation that this is what is happening in marital homes as well. So because of variances in in uh, the cases being reported, I would say it's high. It's high. The statistics are high, but um, not a month or a week goes by without. Uh, a woman coming out to say this is what has happened to me and so on I'll be a challenge in rural areas
0: uh, Blanche have women heeded the minister's call are they coming out to speak about their plight it is still a challenge But
3: hopefully with marches like this, hopefully with ministers' address, uh, lawmakers taking stances against gender-based violence, we hope to change the status quo of women being shy to report uh, gender-based violence, and uh, also men to take their fellow men to task to say that what they are doing is wrong. These are human beings. These are people... uh, members of our society who are protected historically they have been excluded from many uh, many opportunities and it's only now if i can quote uh, the namibian president as a journalist assigned to his office Time and again, he speaks out about gender-based violence, saying that men are starting to feel threatened because women are getting more educated. They are starting to earn more than men. More than and now, um, because African society is being paycheck dominated, they are starting to feel threatened. As a result, resort to violence to intimidate women not to pursue the uh, um, career paths and so on. So it is getting a concern. So hopefully with marches like this, awareness like this, not just in Namibia but South Africa and other neighbouring countries, we hope to change uh, the status quo.
0: And just a final one, Blanche, have women come out in their numbers uh, today in Namibia uh, to join this march? Yes, women came out in
3: numbers to join the march because of what happened uh, last week. It was in cold blood that a young woman of 24 years was shot and killed by her partner, uh, who was police officer. So I think that raised the alarm to say that it's time women stand together. It's time women take actions and become the voices of, uh, for themselves, as opposed to uh, now the police officers who are supposed to protect us, now becoming uh, perpetrators.